Welcome to Between the Shelves, the premier Save a Library podcast. I am your host, Alex, and this week I'm joined once again by Stephanie, Head of Adult Services. Hello. And Rachel. Oh, hey. Hey, thanks for coming back. So if you listened to part one, and I hope you did, we are now continuing our 100th anniversary of Disney celebration by quickly ranking every 2D animated Disney film. We left off in 1986 when we're going to be starting with The Great Mouse Detective. Um, but before we do that, I just want to give you a quick, our, our audience, a reminder of the rules. So we're only doing hand-drawn animation, no, no prime, all CGI movies like Pixar. Um, we're not doing any direct-to-video films, so we're not doing a Goofy movie or the DuckTales movie or anything like that. Um, and we're only doing movies that were made entirely by Disney, nothing by outside uh, Disney Studios. So we're not doing Brave Little Toaster or Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas. And we're not doing any shorts or anything with live action scenes. Okay? Got it. And we're going to be quickly ranking these into four categories. The categories from best to worst are must-see movies. These are essential Disney movies that are nearly perfect. Uh, worth a watch, which are good movies, not essential, but definitely worth your time. And then the next category is Disney diehards. These are mediocre movies that only need to be seen by diehard Disney fans. And the last category is skip. It's not worth your time. To anyone. To anyone. All right, are we clear? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, again, we have probably close to two dozen movies to go through in this episode, so we're going to do this in rapid fire. Are we ready? Ready. ready. Okay. Starting 1986, The Great Mouse Detective. Um, I just want to say this is one of my favorite Disney movies, and I have this as must-see. I love this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this might be a tricky one. Okay. Well, we were in agreement on most movies last episode, so this should be interesting. Um, I just want to say before you guys hate on it, uh, I think it has great characters and it has the best animation of a Disney movie since Back to the Golden Years. Um, it's This is the first movie that use, uses CGI in pr a pretty extensive uh, manner, especially in like the Big Ben uh, finale climax. Um, it's also the first Disney movie that doesn't have a soundtrack, which I can see as a knock against it. But I think this movie works as like a complete movie. Um, however, though, I didn't make in my notes the music's by the score's by Henry Mancini, so it doesn't have a soundtrack. It has a great score, but it's got a good but score. But it doesn't have any songs, yes. which I think helps it honestly because it's a not a dark story, but it's like a detective kind of adventure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really like this movie. I like the characters. I think the evil character is very evil. I think it's dark, but it still keeps like the Disney flavor without like going into like the Black Cauldron sort of territory that's just dark for no reason and not good. Um, so anyways, I love this movie. I loved it as a kid. I still like it now. I have this as a must-see, but I have a feeling it's not going to end up there. I have it as a Disney diehard. I have it as, so this is crazy, I have, a, have it as a worth a watch. Okay. <laughs> so we're all... We'll meet in the middle, um, I guess. I did like it. Um, I just thought it was really funny. There's like a really suggestive bar scene song that I was kind of like surprised by. I don't know, like if you rewatch, I don't know if you rewatched it recently, but I was just like, what is happening here? This is a Disney movie. And it was like, it would be so over little kids' heads, but like... To me, it reminded me a little bit of how Disney kind of, especially in the Pixar movies, where they started animating things that adults would enjoy watching along with their kids. Right. 
but it, yeah it was like kind of like it's a weird it's a weird scene um but yeah i overall i enjoyed it so i put it as a a worth a watch okay well i think we average out to a worth a watch which i'm happy with i know this is kind of a, a deep cut in terms of like disney movies but i really think this one holds holds up okay next up is oliver and company this is 1988 um I had never seen this movie until I met my wife, and she was telling me how much she liked it, so we watched it, and I think it's okay. Uh, I want to hear what your opinions are, though, because um, I don't have any nostalgia attachment to this okay, movie whatsoever. so I, shockingly, had not seen this before. If I'd seen it, it must have been a long time ago. Um, so this is, like, right when I was pretty young, right? I was, like, six. My mom wasn't a Disney fan. So she wouldn't like, we wouldn't necessarily go to the theater for these things. So I would see a lot of these by borrowing the VHS from the library. So for some reason, this was not on my radar ever. I don't know how as an adult it was not on my radar because I'm a huge Billy Joel fan. And like from the beginning, I was just like, this is the best movie I've ever seen in my life. She Um, literally has amazing from the open. Amazing from the open. The opening is, uh, well, first of all, Howard Ashman um, was the lyricist. And there's a great, um, there's a documentary called Howard on Disney Plus that is excellent. We learn all about his life. It was amazing. Um, Huey Lewis like performs the opening number. It was amazing. And then all the other songs are also, there's like famous artists doing all the voiceover work. It's Billy Joel, Bette Midler. Um, Ruth Pointer does the song. Shirley uh, Ralph does the voice acting for one of the characters, but for some reason do the song, even though she's amazing. Uh, yeah, like, my notes are like, why didn't they ever do the voice? Um, so yeah, I just I loved all of it, and I will be rewatching it multiple times, I'm sure, in the future. And I was just like, I was texting my friend like, how did I not know about this? And I was blown away. Rachel's laughing because Steph has more notes. <laughs> I have more notes on this than literally than anything. all other movies combined. I just love that so much. <laughs> So what did you have? So if I have must. I have must watch. Okay. Oh God, I have it under skip. Oh no. I'm sorry. I just. I, I don't. I have it as Disney so Die Hard. It's set in the city in New York. Yeah, that's a love, knock. That's a knock that. against well, it. Well, you're honestly. from New, New England. What do you know? I love New York. <laughs> oh, so good. No, that's why he doesn't like it because it's it's a city it's kind of like, thing. I know. Well, I well, just I think it's like it, it just lacks imagination and style it's just it just seems it doesn't seem like a disney movie it's just fun alex can't you just have fun no. and listen to billy joel listen you're not from long island you don't understand yeah, that's <laughs> another <laughs> knock against it. i mean yeah i can't believe you don't like it sorry i would say this is a disney diehard i'm sorry it's so good it's fine. You're all entitled to your opinions. I just have a new favorite. That's just <laughs> against us forever. <laughs> all right. So next year, 1989, is the release of The Little Mermaid and also marks the beginning of the Disney Renaissance. In, uh, as it's known, um, Disney starts getting bigger production budgets for their movies, and it really shows. The animation is m- remarkably better. The soundtracks are remarkably better. I'm sorry, Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. And well, it's uh, not his fault. Well, well, actually, Lil Mer- Howard Ashman also did Little Mermaid, so okay, it's the there same guy is writing the okay. music. Well, he really, uh, he really hit his groove in 1989. <laughs> he, that he did. That's facts. Uh, I have this as a must see. 
I think it's a great movie and the soundtrack is phenomenal. I could be persuaded to pumping it down to worth a watch. No, no, no. Okay. Um, must see. So, so I note on the, I'm, as I'm like, this is my favorite ever, probably. Yeah, I love Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Um, like it, it has some fun. <laughs> I'm wearing a t-shirt with the Little Mermaid on it. For those of you at home. Um, so my note for this, I was te- I was going to skip the movies that I've seen a million times. Mm-hmm. And then my note for this was, this is my reward for watching all the ones oh, I hated. <laughs> was re-watching the ones I loved. So I was so happy to That's get great. to Little Mermaid. And this is my number one must-watch. Yeah. Wow, number one must-watch. Number one. Wow. Because it's like, I think the first one that like was my like super favorite so Mm -hmm. it's kind of it's up there with all the best ones i think yeah same here okay do you have anything you want to add to uh little mermaid i just love it so much i I don't know i just the song i do think the song may be one of the best disney songs ever Uh, yeah i can't think of it the title off the tip What's it? All of the songs. All of the songs. <laughs> That's the yeah, basically. Like Flounder. I love Flounder. He was my favorite. It under has the, under the sea. Animal think, did Under the Sea win someone an award that year? No, it was nominated for best song, mm. but it lost to the other Little Mermaid song. Um, Part of your world. Yeah, I guess so. I don't. Have... <laughs> <laughs> it's probably. I can't be bothered to do research. It's got a great villain. Like Ursula is my favorite villain ever. I love her so much. I love her song. Yeah. And I usually don't love the villains, but I love Ursula. All right. All right. It's must-see. I had it as must-see, too. Why are you oh, looking okay, at me? Right. <laughs> I thought you had it as a... a, a uh, We're ready to watch. fight him. Sorry. No, this is a must-see. Okay, next movie, 1990, is The Rescuers Down Under. Uh, this is a rare Disney sequel to The Rescuers. Um, I think everything about this movie is just fine. I thought this one was better than the first one. Yes. Um, I was like so happy to hear John Candy's voice. All of a sudden I was like, because I loved John Candy movies also growing up. But anyway, that's my note. John Candy! Exclamation point. But I would say Die Hard because although it's better, I thought it was better than the first one, it was still just kind of like whatever. I, I had it a skip, but sorry. No, I was going to say I don't have any notes for it. So how did you rank? Did you rank it? I don't think I ranked it. So, so skip. Whatever you guys want to you do. You skipped it. I skipped. Yeah, I guess I skipped it. My I, bad. I honestly, I think this is a skip. It doesn't even like register for me as like a Disney movie. It's just like it may as well have been straight to VHS. Okay, that's fair. Okay, this is a skip. Um, and who cares? Because the next year, 1991, we have Beauty and the Beast, the best mm-hmm. Disney movie ever. Since, since maybe the ever. <laughs> Really, it's well, it, they're tied. In I my think. opinion, it's yeah. since the 40s, but... No. <laughs> well, okay. uh, yeah, I mean, Beauty and the Beast is an all-timer. I mean, the it's, songs it's are five like, stars. so good, and I appreciate it. There was a brunette princess, mm-hmm. you know, and she liked books, and she liked reading, and I was like, I like reading, yeah. and I felt like I was Belle, so... Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Also, like, if you do love these classic ones in the 80s and 90s, you really should watch the Howard documentary because they talk about how, um, you know, all these were written and he was, spoiler alert, very sick while he was writing a lot of th- these couple of classic Disney movies. So um, this one, I just have, I don't know, yeah, a special, hold a special place. Yeah, yeah. It's very, uh, 
It holds a special place for me as well because I'm a huge, huge movie buff, and this is the first movie I ever saw in theaters. Oh. Yeah. Uh, my mind was blown. Like, this movie is still stunning today. Well, this one also yeah. has, like, this... They they use special animation techniques in Beauty and the Beast for the first time. Right, the computer animation Yeah, to do the ballroom stuff. dance scene. Yeah. yeah. It, and it was nominated for Best Picture that year. It was the first animated film ever nominated for Best Picture. So, I mean... It totally it, deserves it. Five stars. Yeah, five stars all around. Uh, must see. Absolutely. And the cast. They have the cast in that documentary. Are you watching them record, like... You know, the the classic yeah, I've gotta songs. Yeah, got to watch this. I'll put the, it in the show notes. They're in the <laughs> studio, like, you know, making the movie and singing, and it's awesome. It's an awesome documentary. Yeah. It won Best Score and Best Song for Beauty and the Beast. And can you believe this movie was only made in two years? No. Two years. Wild. Well, then they just kept churning them out, then. Yeah, then, well, they opened up a third studio, I think, around this time. So they had, like, three animation studios working full-time obviously uh so next year is aladdin um this is one of my favorite disney movies i had this on vhs tape and i probably burned out my vhs player my vcr because i saw it so many times did we actually rate beauty and the beast officially oh must see okay yes i okay just wanted to put it on the record okay yeah i would even consider like if there was a tier above must see (laughs) It would be there. Like, that might be my favorite Disney movie ever. Uh, Okay, Aladdin. Um, I love this movie. It's one of the most fun Disney movies. It's highly rewatchable. Great cast, led by Robin Williams, who does a stellar performance as the genie. Yeah, I think this is just another all-timer. Great villain. Great villain sidekick henchman character with, uh, what's his name? Yacht. Uh, well, Jafar is the villain. Oh, Iago? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Iago, yeah, the parrot. Mm-hmm. Um, such a great movie. And such a great script, too. Like, And it kind of subverts the Disney princess trope a little bit, where mm-hmm. you know she's a rebellious person and yeah. she doesn't want to be a princess. And I think this movie just works on so many levels. Um, what are your thoughts on Aladdin? Um, I had it as a must-see as well. One of my favorite Aladdin movies, Aladdin movies, Disney movies. Definitely one of the best Aladdin movies yeah. well, ever made. All right. well, for sure. The live action one. You can edit that part good. out. I will, I will. Um, no, I saw it on Broadway and I loved it. I saw it a million times as a kid. One of my favorite, favorite movies. So I would ring that up there with Beauty and the Beast, I think. Yeah, must yeah, see. Must yeah, Aladdin is one of those classics. I don't know. Is it also kind of like, because these are the ones I grew up watching, probably. Like, you know, they were coming out as, yeah. you know, we were seeing them in the theater when they were coming out. So I think that it, makes it, them a little bit... It affects a lot of our ratings, yeah. I think, if we have, like, nostalgia attached to it. They are amazing, though, and the, yeah. the music in that one is great, too. Um, I actually had a hard time... I didn't love it on Broadway because because Robin Williams is so awesome as the genie. I have a hard time seeing any other version of the genie because I feel like nobody's ever going to do it as well as The him. genie in Broadway when I saw it though was amazing. It's amazing it's but it's, di- it's different. I, I know. Not, like the same genie that you're like. I feel like he was the next best thing yeah. that I could imagine. Oh yeah. Next really sure. yeah. yeah. But that's where I have a little hard time when I see the stage performances of some of the you know old shows. I Because I love the animated ones so much and I've listened to that so much I have a hard time with like alternate versions of it. Yeah. I can see that. Um, did we talk about the soundtrack 
Amazing soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack's great. We did not, but... Oh, and we will be playing Aladdin at the Fan Fest. November 4th. And your whole band's going to come in on elephants and, Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. make sure... If only we could. (laughs) (laughs) Not in the budget. Actual flying carpets. Uh, It won best score and best song that year for A Whole New World. Disney takes a little break, (laughs) a two-year break, and in 1994, we have The Lion King. Yeah, uh, Disney's three for three, in my opinion. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. Aladdin, and The Lion King are their best streak they've ever had. Yeah. Uh, this is another must-see for me. Yes, must-see. Must-see, five stars. I don't know what to say about The Lion King that hasn't already been said yeah. a million times. Kind of the same stuff for Aladdin. Great, great, score, great songs, great characters. Absolutely. It won best score and best song again. I think that makes three years in a row they've won those. Um, it won for Can You Feel the Love Tonight, but I think it was also up against itself, basically, for other, which is common for the Disney Renaissance. Um, it has so many iconic scenes, so many great characters. Nathan Lane is phenomenal in it. I love Nathan Lane. Uh, just so, so good. Just yeah. This movie's perfect. Um, I also like that it's kind of a slightly darker story than any of the previous movies, at least mm-hmm. up until this point. Um, the animation's phenomenal. The scene with all the, uh, what are they, wildebeests or something mm-hmm. coming over the, yeah. over the oh, hill. Yeah, the, stampede. the stampede. That was kind of, that was revolutionary for like CGI at the time. Yeah, it just, Disney just really hit the, their stride at, at this era. Like in terms of writing, everything. Just, they were just five out of five again. Yes, I agree. Must, oh, must watch. Mm-hmm. Must watch. Must see. Um, okay, next movie we have here is Pocahontas, 1995. Um, what are you? What are your thoughts on on Pocahontas? Um, Pocahontas. So, I made it a Disney diehard because it's got great songs. Alan Menken and Stephen Schwartz, who did Wicked, which is one of my favorite Broadway musicals. Um, so it's got some great songs, but the plot. The stories of Pocahontas, they're so historically inaccurate. Egr- egregiously inaccurate so, is what I had in my So, notes. like, as in terms of the plot, and it's it's very dramatic and heavy. I don't know. I would, I would watch it, if you're a diehard, for the music. Like, one time watch it. And yeah. then just listen to the songs if you like the song. But, yeah, for the most part, it's not, it's not great. I had it as worth a watch, if only for the songs, like Colors of the Wind. And, yeah. I yeah. mean, that really bumped it up in my book. But yeah, I also had historically inaccurate. So yeah. it, It's hard to watch for that reason, but I had this also as worth a watch. Um, I think we've already talked about the soundtrack and the songs, which are great. It won for best score and best song again. Um, but I think the animation actually is really good in this movie. Um, the art style is, is beautiful. It's very colorful. I don't know. It just moves very gracefully from what I remember. I haven't seen it in quite a while, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I liked it when it came out. I don't think it quite holds up as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had this as worth a watch. But what did we... So you're worth a watch, worth Rachel? Watch, yeah. I had it as Die Hard just because of the, the plot. Yeah. I think it's it doesn't hold up to the other movies made during the Disney Renaissance, but I think... It's still like firing on all cylinders. Like it's just such a well-made movie, but the yeah, the plot hampered yeah. by the plot quite a bit. You can put it as a window watch, a worth the watch. Worth the watch. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it is worth the watch. the watch, but the plot. Yeah. yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they remake it if they are going to remake it as a live-action film. 
I hope not. I hope they just skip this one. Because, like, I feel, like, just in general, the stories of Pocahontas are not, like, the ones that are similar to this are not accurate at all. So, like, why would you even, like, remake that? Yeah. And continue the... The, right. The inaccuracy. Ne- they're never going they're to never tell, gonna the, tell the actual story. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so we're landing on. Uh, it's worth a watch. It's definitely it's worth, worth a watch. Worth, yeah. Um, okay, next up is The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, this is a really dark movie for a Disney movie. Uh, it has themes of like da- damnation and mm-hmm. sin and all this kind of stuff. Um, I think the animation is really impressive. Like, it's really, really good. Um, it's aided a lot by CGI, especially the, the scenes with like crowds and stuff, but it's, it's done in like not an obtrusive way. It still feels like it's a very hand-drawn animation and most of it still is, but, uh, I, yeah, I just feel it doesn't, it's not a very cohesive movie to me. It's, it seems like it's trying to tell like a very adult story, but it's, then it has like these goofy gargoyles that are like bonking each other on the heads and it's just didn't seem like it came together very well really like weird choice for disney it is. like yeah. stepping into like catholicism like why would they even want to risk anything like it's like so while i was watching it it's so it's so heavy and dramatic um it i do not like this movie and I, all i could think of the whole time is like if i wanted to watch uh, like a, a drama a french drama or something i'd watch les mis like i <laughs> this is not a children's no. movie at all it is really um like the plot, like watching it as an adult, I'm just, I was just a little bit um, surprised. I know I watched it a long time ago, and I didn't like it as a kid. And, yeah, I neither. Um, yeah, so I would, I put it as Disney Die Hard, but honestly, I would just skip. it. I put it as worth a watch, but I could be bumped down. I mean, I think if you were to watch it, I would only watch it once. Yeah, I, I think this is a Disney Die Hard. It didn't have the the music didn't hit. Like no, the score is is good, but there's no songs. Yeah. Um, but there's like a couple of songs, but they weren't like memorable. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think the animation is alone. It's worth a watch or, or it's it's worth it for a Disney fan to watch alone because it, it is, I think, really impressive animation. But yeah, otherwise you can skip it. So I guess we're landing on Disney Die Hard, Disney right? Die Hard? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next up is 1997's Hercules. Um, I thought this was a very fun film. The art style, it was very stylized. I thought it was kind of zany but i don't know I, I thought it was a, just a fun watch all around and i think james woods who plays hades in the movie like really steals the show very similarly to robin williams in aladdin but uh yeah i don't know it's very bright and colorful and and fun i don't really remember the plot so much but yeah. i don't know i good think comedy. i had this is worth a watch but it's it is like a one of those good comedy ones mm-hmm. it's one of my favorites um the music is i can listen to the soundtrack constantly it's like gospel Telling this, telling a Greek tragedy, like it's crazy. Yeah, they have the Greek uh, chorus, so, right? Yeah, yeah, the muses. Yeah. It's so good. They're actually they were doing like a production, a live like for probably for Broadway production. And if that happens, like I will am all for it, and I can't wait to see it. But um, this is one of my favorites. Just fun. It is kind of zany. I think it it works. It's it's a nice change of pace from after watching Hunchback and even like the yeah. movies that we just raved about, like Lion King and. Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast, like, they are kind of, not dark, but they're darker than, like, what Disney was doing before. So this is a nice kind of, like, return to form for, like, the big family movie that everyone can go in and, and enjoy. 
What was your rating? I had it as skip, but I don't know why. But I hold on, I'm done. I don't know why I put it at skip. I think I can move it up to Disney diehards. Okay, but you had I feel it like this podcast might like see. ruin our friendship. Well, that's my goal. Oh, it's working. I have it as must watch. It's one. It's one of my favorite Disney movies ever. Wait, what did you have it as? I had it as worth a watch. So I think we we average. Was the last out. time you saw it? Did you rewatch it for this? No. Oh, just go rewatch it. I'm sorry. And then get back to me. Okay. All right. So well, we're gonna average out. So we'll meet you both halfway okay. at worth a watch. Fair. It's worth a watch. I mean, definitely worth a watch. Or worth watching. Hundreds of Multiple times. Multiple times. <laughs> Listen to the soundtrack. Whatever you want to do. Um, it's fun. It's fun. It's a good movie. I'll watch it again. Okay. Um, your kids might like it. I liked it a lot. It's it's kind of more geared towards kids, I would say. Yeah. yeah it's a fun one. Yeah. Okay. Next up, next year, we have Mulan. Um, I watched this when it came out, and I, I don't think I've seen it really since when it came out. Um, I remember liking it, but I don't remember it being a very rewatchable movie from what I remember. The soundtrack was good and the score is good, mm-hmm. um, but I don't really remember much else about it. So I'm hoping you two will fill in my gap here. I had it as worth a watch um, because I think it's one of the first Disney films where the main character is technically a princess, mm-hmm. but she doesn't care about wearing like the fancy ball gowns and, and all of that, which I think was really cool for little girls to see at the time. Um, and it's diverse also, which is awesome. But um, Yeah, I have it as uh, worth a watch. It's got great music. Did have the? Can I say badass? Yeah. You could bleep it, right? Yeah. Just wait till our '90s rap episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> True story. Um, yeah, some like Mulan. She was a kick-ass, you know, main character. That um, yeah, they didn't really. I mean, like Belle was cool. Ariel was cool. But they were still very They weren't. They weren't like totally helpless. Right, but but like Mulan still. went and like fought a war. Like Ariel gave up her voice yeah. for a man. Yeah. Like this is. So, yeah, just Mulan, war. Mulan struck, struck a chord. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think she had more depth than most Disney characters too. She's more than just like one dimensional. Like she mm-hmm. had to grapple with identity and all these kind of things, which kind of appealed to like older audiences, I guess too. So yeah, I think she is. Yeah. A, she's a great character. Yeah, so I had this as, as worth a watch as well. Um, I think Eddie Murphy is, is like the funny sidekick yeah, kind of Geppetto character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I think and, it's worth uh, a watch. I think it's still fun and holds up. Weirdest choice ever, but great music. Tony Osmond, like is the, he's yeah. the singer and like, that's well, why the soundtrack is so. So I actually have a fun note about that. So Donny Osmond was originally going to be the voice of Hercules, but that didn't work out and they didn't think he was the right fit. So they were like, but we have another movie coming out and maybe you can do some music for that. So they, so they, got so they moved. That's how he became part of the Mulan package. I think that was a good call. I think so too. Uh, so Mulan is a worth a watch. Yeah, that's sure. where we're ranking. Okay. Um, Tarzan, this is 1999. Um, I had never seen this, so I rewatched it. Or I watched it for the first time, rather, leading up to this episode. Um, and I didn't like it. What really? are your thoughts? I put must must see because what? Uh, Phil Collins, like, did not have to go is... that hard on the soundtrack, yeah. and he killed it. That soundtrack's amazing. It is what it Plus, I love a good like cute relationship couple, and I just think Tarzan and Jane is such a cute little story for them. And I would just like watch them, you know, be happily ever after. They have like a sequel, and I think there was a TV show after it which i vaguely remember but like a cartoon tv show yeah or i think you're right like some specials yeah. or something but um yeah the first i 
I recommend, I say must watch. It's such a good soundtrack. It's funny. Oh, it's wow. Got some, you didn't I, had, I had the gorillas are extremely irritating. They are a little irritating. Yeah. But it's still, okay. it's still it was entertainment. What did you have? Um, I didn't have anything, but I watched it. I watched it a lot in my, when I was a kid. So I would put it as worth a watch because the soundtrack was like A+. Plus. Here's why I didn't like the soundtrack. I just It's the first Disney movie where the characters themselves didn't sing. And I think that really takes away from the Disney magic. It does. It's not a musical anymore. It's just a, any other movie at that point. I disagree. Mm, it the, the it's not because these songs like enhance the action in the movie. I think it's better enhanced when the characters sing. Well, but that's, that could be true. It's a, maybe it's a personal preference. It is a personal preference. But yeah, I think it's visually impressive. I think it, it looks really good. Um, but the villains like eh. The plot's like, eh. I just, I don't, it doesn't like, didn't feel like a solid really Disney surprised. package for me. Like, there's such good music. I, I'm also really, obviously, I'm really heavy, heavily swayed by the music in in any way in a, in a film. So, I love this music so much. So All right. Uh, do when to watch, uh, worth the watch? I, I mean, at the very least, feel like it's worth the watch. Okay. I, I'll, I'm okay with it being worth the watch. Um, okay, here's a, Wait, enough. You had you had that you had that as worth a watch. I didn't have anything, but then I moved Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> so good. Okay, so okay. good. I had it originally as a Disney diehard. Well, you can move it up. I didn't have it as a skip, so I, oh, I'm, I'm. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> this is the first one I think we're really like. It's very divisive. I don't know. This next one might be divisive like too. Oh, I have one later one that's very divisive. I think. Uh, you do? Okay. Okay. Well, this one might end the podcast. So the next movie is The Emperor's New Groove. So I know this has a bit of a cult following. I love this movie. I never saw this as a kid, so I don't have nostalgia attached to it. I saw it two weeks ago in preparation for this episode. I think it's very fun. It's maybe one of the funniest Disney movies. But? But I think its plot is kind of eh. And... I think it's animation and the soundtrack are not particularly remarkable. So that's probably true. About I had it as, as worth a watch. Um, I have it as a must-see because it is hilarious. I think you just think it's hilarious. Um, I was older when this came I was like an older teen yeah, when this came out, but I, li- I remember like I liked it when it came out. Yeah. Um, but it is like, I don't know what I was watching. They were talking about that in terms of it being like, it's not like the normal traditional Disney movies they were doing. It was kind of more like goofy. It didn't feel like a Disney movie. No. It felt no, like yeah, it was it made felt, by, was like, which is probably why I didn't see it back in the day because it, I was like, oh, that's just another like kid movie. Kid, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was kind of similar to other like styles of animation, at, at, like animation studio styles at that point. Yeah, it. it I had I had that in my note. It it, it doesn't feel like a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that has a lot to do with the humor, but yeah, like the plot is very unconventional. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like this movie. I can see why it became a cult classic, but I, I don't think this is a must-see film. But I'm surprised you gave it that high of a rating, though, well, from your comments. I thought you were going to say, oh, Disney Die Hard. Honestly, it, I was going to put it as Disney Die Hard, but I'm like, there must be something I'm missing because people <laughs> like ride or die for this movie. Um, really, yeah. I don't ride or die for it, but I did put it as worth a watch. Okay. I would so. put it as the, I would move it down to worth the watch for you all. Okay. 
Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Emperor's New Groove is worth a watch. All right, so now we are getting into the another era of Disney, I'll say. Mm -hmm. uh, this is uh, 2001's Atlantis, Atlantis the Lost Empire. Um, this kind of marks a turning point for Disney where they notice that the audiences start to really prefer CGI as opposed to 2D hand-drawn uh, hand animation. And the Atlantis really goes heavy on CGI. And I think not in a good way. No. Um, I don't think this movie holds up particularly well. Um, it's, I had in my notes, it's all spectacle with very little character development or plot. I think it has a very unique art style. Um, yeah, it was sure. inspired by Mike Mignola, who did the Hellboy comic book series. He was brought on as kind of like a creative consultant. And I think the animation sort of looks cool or the character design looks cool. But yeah, this movie, it didn't really, I have no attachment to it really whatsoever. I put it as a skip. I just think it was really boring and completely unmemorable. I actually like this. In the beginning, I didn't think I was going to like it because it's not my... I thought it was going to be too sci-fi fantasy. But then it kind of reminded me a little bit of like, I don't know, plot-wise, uh, like an Indiana Jones movie with a sci-fi twist. Yeah. Um, I actually thought it was pretty good. And I watched the second one because now this was like... That was I, not required viewing. No, it was not. And I, I like, I had less to watch at that point. I was like yeah. coming in the home stretch. I'm like, I got time. So I, I did watch the second one. I thought they were, they were pretty good. Um, so I had it like... Probably I put worth the watch, but really I think or DD or Disney Die Hard. I think I would do Disney Die Hard. Yeah, I did. I, I, I liked it more than I thought I would. Like I thought I was gonna hate it from the from right from the beginning. I'm like, oh, no, it's more sci-fi. <laughs> and I liked it, so we yeah. could move it up. I I had it at Disney Die Hard. I didn't put it as low as Skip, but I think it's worth a single watch. A single. Yeah, I don't think I need to like necessarily watch either of them again, but. <laughs> I was I was entertained for that. That's late asked for, really. Okay, Atlantis is a Disney diehard. That's how we're leaving it. Uh, next up is 2002's Lilo and Stitch. What are your thoughts on Lilo and Stitch? I think this also has a pretty cult following. It totally does. And I've been seeing merch for it everywhere it's since so I rewatched it. It's so popular. Like I feel like it is. Like it's like up there. I think with like Alice in Wonderland and. Beauty and Beast, like there's always Lilo and Stitch merch, but I personally don't understand it. I don't get it. People love the characters, and yeah. I put it as Die Hard because I just don't understand the hype. And I feel like maybe I, I'm missing something with this movie. No, I put it as a Die Hard. Also, I thought it was it was good, but it's really sad and like a little depressing sometimes. Yeah. And yeah, overall, I would just say Dee Dee Disney Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I think I will say I think it's very vibrant. It has a nice art style to it. Uh, the animation's very frenetic, and there's lots of movement, and it looks pretty cool. Um, it's a nice contrast to like the overly produced, like CGI heavy Atlantis. So I kind of liked it going back towards like more traditional animation. Mm -hmm. um, it's not as formulaic as Disney movies typically are, too, which I like. That's another positive point I had for it. But overall, I yeah, I think I had it at a Disney Die Hard, or I could have been persuaded to bumping it up one, but it seems like I would have been in the minority there. So I'm worth. I, I mean, I, I think this is a Disney Die Hard. Mm -hmm. um, we'll this see. is very heavy. When I watch a when I'm watching a cartoon, I don't want to be sad for like 
large portion of the movie. And I found that this was like it. I mean, it had fun parts, but overall, I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, too too much. Sorry, Lilo. Uh, So we're leaving that at Disney Die Hard. Next up is oh, the same year came out uh, Treasure Planet. Um, In my mind, this was like a sequel to Atlantis. So I'd never seen this when it came out. I watched it prepping for this. Um, It's super heavily relies on CGI again, kind of like Atlantis. But I do like the art style. I think it's a little bit better than Atlantis in a lot of ways. Um, I like the steampunky kind of look. I thought a lot of it looks really impressive. Um, But the plot is pretty thin, and I can't remember a single character from this movie. So I think I had it as a Disney diehard. Yeah, yeah, the same thing. I have it as a skip. I didn't like it. It was too... There was too much going on. Like, my my notes were too weird, old slash futuristic aliens and robots and Goo Goo Dolls. Like, I was just... I was really confused by a lot of it. It was yeah. like... A, I understand, like, having aliens and robots at the same time. I've seen Star Wars. But then it's also set in, like... They were... It, like in the olden ye old yeah. times and it all of that combined was just a little bit too much for me at once and i didn't like it at all yeah so I, I think they were just going for spectacle uh, let's put all of these things together <laughs> and then have the goo goo dolls do a song or whoever i think it was i love whatever. the goo goo dolls though. it just didn't it didn't make sense so rachel where did you have this oh i had it as a disney die card yeah so did i all right well you're outvoted two to one but it's i fine. think it's it's yeah, yeah. I don't really want to go into it much more than that. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, okay, next up is Brother Bear. This is another movie that I never saw when it came out. I had to ro- watch it recently to prepare for this episode. Um, I guess my, my number one bullet point is it felt like a straight-to-VHS release. I didn't really realize this was like a theatrical Disney movie, and it, it doesn't really feel like a theatrical movie, like in terms of production value or, or really anything, so... I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? Do you have any... Do you remember this movie coming out? Um, I don't. Um, I don't think I ever saw it before. I have it as a skip. <laughs> I put... Um, it was... It, to me, it was kind of... It was like super heavy. And then it tries to be like, oh, hey. No, now we have cute bears. Yeah. The first and, half of the movie is extremely Yeah. Heavy. And I just like couldn't get on board with that. I'm like... Mm. It takes and, way too long to get to like the bear part. Yeah. And then I kind of like checked out at that point And I can't even... I don't even remember how it ended. And I just watched it like three days ago. So. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I hit it as a skip too. Um, the most... The one thing I remember most is the cover of the DVD because I remember shelving it a million times as a page. <laughs> right. And I it was, was all the bears. Popular. The yeah. cute bears. Yeah. Yeah. They tried to, I feel like they tried to be like, like push that part of it. The cuteness yeah, factor. Like but it is not cute. Very but like, Emma is very serious. Yeah. yeah. Sad. Um, okay. I'm fine with it being a skip. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We shouldn't rag on it. Let's move on. Sorry, brother uh, bear. The next movie came out uh, the following year and this is a movie I do want to rag on. This is Home on the Range. Home on the Range, two thousand four. This is the worst Disney movie of all time, in my uh, opinion. I could get behind you on that one. Yeah, yeah. I'd skip too. Skip. Yeah, uh, it's not funny. It has a bad story. There are no stakes at all in the plot. The villain is bad and unremarkable. It has terrible voice acting and it has bad animation. Um, I agree with almost yeah. all those all those points. I think. Yeah. Uh, anybody else want to kick this movie while it's down? Because yeah, I think you did a good job of that. 
this is a hard skip for me. Same, yeah. And that was the first time I've seen it. I never watched it before this watch. Same. And I will never watch it again. Never, no. <laughs> and I, I, w- I want to say one more thing about this movie. It was had a huge budget, like over, like it was like $140 million or something. It was one of the most expensive animation movies ever made. For what? And it made nothing. It was a huge disaster for the box office. And I think that is the reason this is the... We only have one more movie to talk about in this episode. <laughs> I think after this movie was such a disaster for Disney, they were like, forget animation. We're going all CGI after this. Yeah. That and they kind of they started going back to the traditional... Even though they went CGI, they go back to the traditional musicals that they usually would do so well with. Like, Home on the Range was not... It was just a comedy that was not funny. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, I, I really don't like this movie for that reason... For killing Disney animation. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Home on the Range, absolute skip. Don't even think about it twice. Yep. Um, so, then five years go by, and then Disney, thankfully, does one more hand-drawn animation film. Um, it's The Princess and the Frog. It came out in 2009. And this movie feels like a movie out of time. It, it feels like it should have been released in the 90s mm-hmm. during the Disney Renaissance. Honestly, it should have been made instead of A Hunchback of Notre Dame. Like yeah. It would have fit perfectly right there. Um, because it's, it is a little bit darker. So it would have fit that, like, if Disney wanted to make a darker movie, which they did for Hunchback, like, this would have been the perfect movie to slot right in there. Yeah, um, yeah this, has, this has way more of the fun part, like, part of it. What Hunchback has none of. Yeah. That makes it, like the dark parts of it tolerable (laughs) yeah this movie feels like it's a disney renaissance movie like it has everything going for it it has a a great script it's fun it has a great villain the soundtrack is phenomenal it's like the magic of cinderella in it Uh yeah you know i yeah it's got the the funny bits um i love the look of it the 20s it's set in the 20s new orleans it looks so much it's got it's got different animation styles used during it, which they do in other, um, you know, during the musical numbers yeah. and some. I like the uh, like the voodoo kind of scenes with the villain. Like I love yeah. how the animation style just switches to like really creepy, kind of like the the shadow kind of ghosts that yeah. creep around. And then yeah. like and then the the song style changes too to like reflect certain things. So like for the villains, you kind of have that more like New Orleans. There's different styles of New Orleans music that they use like during the during the whole movie. Um, so like for the upbeat songs, you have like the traditional jazz and, um, to me, I don't know the whole, the whole soundtrack's amazing. I just love it. Yeah. And I, I did not watch this when it first came out. I, I've seen it before a bunch of times since, but the first time I watched it, I was an adult already. And, um, I was like, how did I not see this? You know, cause it, it's right up my alley. It's so good. <laughs> That's um, why I wish this movie came out in the nineties where I could have, I would have been seen this in the multiple times in the theater but it came out when i was in college and i wasn't yeah, interested was, in this yeah, stuff so in the theater yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah uh, i think i had this as a worth a watch but i could be persuaded to make it a must see i have it as must see okay rachel comes down to you um oh i had it as worth a watch but i could also bump it up no you don't, that's where it is it's, it's gonna be worth a watch it's definitely worth a watch um and that's it we did it we went through every single hand-drawn animation film so I'll make sure to make a nice graphic where it shows our how our rankings play out for everybody. Okay. 
Um, thank you both for joining me again. Thank you. This is a lot of fun. Thanks for having us. Yeah. This was um, the most fun work I've had to do lately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>